Rhino, this is our first ever on location. I am actually in the car driving to Petco Park. How cool is this technology? We can bring these podcasts almost live. Yeah, I love it. In fact, I wish we were actually doing it from the game and you could give play-by-play during the contest. That would just take it one step further for us, for sure. Make me a promise that you will join me in spring training. We should do our first ever on-site at game podcast when we start off 2020, even though I don't yet want to start talking about 2020. This is very true. We still have games to be played. Chad's going to try and convince me why the Cubs are still in the race where I may think that the season might be drifting Gotta away. think positive, my friend. We also have a great guest. You know him from ESPN calling college basketball games. He's the host of the Dan Dockett Show on 107.5 FM ESPN in Indianapolis, otherwise known as 1070 The Fan. It is the one and only Dan Dockett, who people probably don't even realize. He's a huge Cubs fan. It was Love great it. to catch up with him. Got some nice national talk to uh, catch up with Dan Dockett. So stay tuned. Don't go anywhere because the Friendly Confine starts right now. First inning now, Chad. And Chad, you being the optimist, me being the cub pessimist, give me a 30-second diatribe on your end why you still think this team will make the postseason and make a run in the postseason. Go ahead. Yeah. No, I hear you, Ryan. I mean, it, it, it is. It looks bleak. I mean, this past weekend against the, the Brewers, losing three or four, the way the team lost, it looks incredibly bleak. But I have to tell you, it's if you're a Cubs fan, you're not giving up right now. I mean, last year's team, 95 wins somehow. I don't even know how that team did it. They, it seemed like smoke and mirrors. This te- year's team has everything working against them. So many injuries, so much inconsistency in the lineup throughout the year. The reason my 30 seconds is about up, up, why should hold out hope is because we've been here before in this situation where we've had much worse teams and we've not given up hope. It's not yet time to wait till next year. Let's see what this team can do. And uh, and if you're a true Cubs fan, you are not giving up just yet. I love your optimism and I'm not giving up on this team, but I just reality has set in for me with all the injuries all the issues with the bullpen, the rotation is not there. I do not believe this team now is good enough to make the postseason. Everyone keeps talking about the run that they may, may not have. We haven't seen that run. The Cardinals are playing great. The Diamondbacks are playing terrific right now. In my opinion, I would love to see this team reel off 10 straight wins. There would nothing would make me happier. But in my opinion, Chad, I do not believe this team is good enough at this point in time with the injuries that they have accumulated, which we're going to discuss shortly to make the postseason. But as they say, let the season play out. Let's move on to the second inning, Chad. And of course, the big, big news of the day, Nico Horner, the Cubs' biggest prospect in the farm. Nico. Now he is being called up to the big league club to play tonight against the San Diego Padres of this recording. You will be at the game. You will be at all the games, Chad. You are going to be our on-site reporter from San Diego for this Cubs Padres series. We'll get to that later. But for now, Nico <laughs> Horner replacing Addison Russell, who as much as you don't want to see somebody get knocked in the head with a baseball, I think Cub fans everywhere, I hate to say it, are actually happy that Nico is going to be replacing Addison Russell at shortstop for the remainder of the season. How excited are you to see Nico Horner? Give me your 30-second wrap-up. 
I love it. And here, here's what I'll share is let's talk about what Nico is and what Nico is not. Nico is one of the quickest ascensions in the history of the Cubs. He has less than, I believe, 400 professional at-bats, and he's already making his way up. Club. As you said, it's because of a, a dire need in the middle of the infield. And so what he is is a consistent on-base machine, at least in double-A. What he's not, he's not going to be a power guy. He has not developed that yet, but he will be a power guy in future seasons. That's what his body type is. But what's exciting for me and why I'm excited about it, it's a glimpse into the future. This is a, a, a last year's first-round pick. And, and you know what? This could be the, this this could be the second baseman of the future paired up with Javi Baez if the Addison Russell uh, situation goes the way we both think it will go in the offseason, potentially with him, him getting released or moving on elsewhere. But this is a glimpse of the future, and it couldn't happen at a better time. And, and honestly, it had to happen. There are just no more guys coming through that door. They had to, they had to go elsewhere. I have no problem with this. I hope he can provide a spark. I would love to see this kid rise through the ranks and be the future now because that's what the Cubs are going to need. He would be a welcome and fresh a breath, uh, excuse me, a welcome breath of fresh air if he was able to, uh, you know, look as good as he uh, did in the minors at the major yeah. league level. So let's move on to the third inning now, Chad. And it was revealed the reason why Addison Russell, who was initially playing shortstop and Nico Horner, who is now playing shortstop, are having to play the position is because Javi Baez could potentially be done for the year. Getting yeah. a hairline fracture in his thumb. This is obviously, it doesn't need to be said, a beyond huge loss for this Cubs roster. Uh, Javi is the best player on this team. Um, and now not having kind of your emotional spark plug who is just so dynamic both on the field and, um, you know, at, at, at the plate. Um, it, it, is, it is absolutely unfortunate that this has happened, and this is unfortunately the bad luck that the Cubs have had uh, throughout this 2019 season. What do you say to uh, what we have with Javi and the remainder of the year if he may or may not play at this point? It's, it's just, I mean, it's just another, it's another punch to the gut. This is, a, you know, this, this whole season has been defined by untimely injuries and, and, and to the most keyest of players that we have. And, and if we lose Javi for the rest of the year, um, that's, you're right. It's just going to take a spark because if they are going to make some sort of run, make it into the postseason and not have Javi Baez because of a hairline fracture in his wrist, that's where the power comes from. Um, that's, it's just that, that affects everything in, in what Javi does, um, and, and his explosiveness at the plate. Um, it's, it's a devastating loss and it's just, it's one of another thing that, that, that any Cubs fan can look back at this year and just have complete frustration about outside force. Craig, Craig Kimbrell is now our fourth inning topic and the stopper has been stopped now twice. First, it was an inflamed knee injury. Now it's his elbow. That's giving him a problem. He's on the retroactive DL for 10 days, so he should be coming off of it. But you know what? It's, again, just kind of goes with the theme of this season. The Cubs making all the moves that everybody wanted them to make, going out and getting the closer that everybody wanted them to sign. And yet Craig Kimbrell, unfortunately, has fallen ill to all these injuries. And now the Cubs are kind of back at square one with their bullpen by committee. Um, again, I don't think Craig Kimbrell is going to be healthy for the remainder of this year, whether you put him on the 10-day DL or not. But he needs to pitch, unfortunately, because the Cubs have no other options. And they, he is their best chance of saving baseball games at this point in time, even if he's only 70%. So for that, I hope he can kind of at least get himself right to a point 
where he is able to cobble himself along for the rest of the year and push this team into the postseason because that is really the chance they are going to need and have him at least somewhat healthy if they're going to make any run in this postseason. What do you think about that? Well, I, I mean, you, you nailed it. What, what I would share about K, uh, Craig Kimbrell is this. The Cubs have him for the next few years, and that is the positive, I think, to look for now. There's not a real big history and a strong history of, of players coming over um, at the break uh, like he did where they haven't had any reps, and especially in a role like there where you need to ramp up the strength and ramp up the ability. So that's a tremendous frustration. We're not going to go into a lot of detail about it, but to shift gears as well, Chris Bryant, you know, getting a cortisone shot on Monday, you know, with his issues. So this is a team that just can't seem to catch a break. You're right. They did go out and make the move for, for Kimbrell. And I guess the, the silver lining, if you could look at that, is you can at least feel really knowing that he is going to have an entire spring to get ready for the 2020 season. But that doesn't do anything to soothe my frustration as we go into this final stretch run. Exactly. All right. Fifth inning now. And uh, what was the strength of this team in the beginning of the year is unfortunately starting to fall apart. The starting rotation, Chad, especially on the road and now even at home, has just been just a no-show. Uh, the Cubs losing three of four to the Brewers over the weekend. John Lester, who uh, over the past few years has been absolutely lights out and has been the, just the model of consistency when it comes to just solid and successful starts and quality starts for this team, got roughed up in Sunday's game against the Brewers. Kyle Hendricks, who is pitching on Monday night, he clearly has been having some issues on the road as well. Cole Hamels, as you have mentioned and pointed out previous times on this program, he is not 100%. He is still having issues. Hugh Darvish, who we have talked about at length, is pitching out of his mind. And Jose Quintana, those are your two guys, the three yeah. guys who we have been depending on year in and year out. Kyle Hendricks, to me, is probably the most baffling considering how well he pitches at Wrigley, but yet cannot figure out his command on the road. You're going to be there tonight to see him pitch. I, I don't know what to make of this starting rotation anymore, Chad, because it, it is just a head-scratching situation at this point when it comes to the, the starting five. Yeah, I mean, the inconsistency of the, of the home and away splits, you can really point to um, the starting rotation being kind of a Jekyll and Hyde situation. I mean, you, you touched on all the, the pros and all the cons of where we are right now. Um, what I'd like to say is – We'd, look, we'd have much different stats if you want to look at a win-loss perspective. We'd have much different stats if, if, if we, you want to look at uh, um, timely uh, um, defensive plays, if you could actually have an offense that was more consistent home and away. So, you know, if this team scored more consistently, it didn't have so many times where they looked completely just, just out of any sort of energy, I think the pitching staff would, would show a lot more. Um, more positive stats. But what I would share is this. Um, you've got you Darvish. You've got um, John Lester, who, uh, who I think from just a heart perspective is going to, is going to, you know, step it up here towards the end. I'm concerned about Hamels. Hendricks, you're right. He has been baffling here and there, but Quintana as well. He's the guy that, uh, that at times is, is look like the staff face that, that we need. Um, but yeah, it's, it's at the end of this year, we're going to look at injuries at the end of this year, we're going to look at uh, inconsistent performances, but uh this has not been a year where you could look forward and say, man, I'm just loving watching this team every single day. All right, let's move on to the sixth inning now. And uh, there's been a lot of criticism on Cubs Twitter over the last several weeks about Joe Madden and maybe he's over managing, so to speak. 
Um, David Kaplan uh, at the Catman, who has been a, a friend of the program here, he even mentioned that he was watching several games from the past several weeks and has noticed just some really bad decisions when it comes yeah. to handling the pitching staff, handling the bullpen, and, of course, handling hit situational hitting. I can't put this on Madden. Madden is not the one who – I mean, listen, Madden, I think, has actually been probably the one guy who's been able to kind of steer the ship through a situation that is yeah. not ideal yeah. by any stretch. I mean, this team is basically – been demoralized in every way shape or form and yet this team is still surviving I don't believe that Joe Madden is the problem I've said that over and over again if there's anyone you want to blame in this situation you know point the finger at the players and the guys throwing the ball because they're the ones that are out there Joe Madden has been the one guy who has continued to, to just try and keep this team afloat throughout the entire year yeah, it, you know, I, I'm I'm with you, and 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 I appreciate Kaplan. He has been a, a guest on the program. He's going to be back with us soon, and uh, and I appreciate where he's coming from. But this is Joe Madden. Joe Madden has always been a tinkerer. Joe Madden has always been a guy that has always done gone against the grain, and and uh, and definitely put his mark on every lineup and every late game in game decision. So again, I don't put it on him. He's not going to if he doesn't get renewed. It's not because of any decisions he made this year. Um, he's not going to get renewed because they're going to need to shake up the apple cart, so to speak, to get the fans back on board. But uh, you're right. He, I think he's worked with, with what he has and the players have had to perform. And it, some of it's been a mixture of injuries, but in other cases it's been inconsistency up and down this lineup. Time now for the seventh inning stretch here on the Friendly Confines. And our next guest, man, we are excited to talk to him. Obviously, you know him from the college basketball season. He's on ESPN, the Big Ten Network. But he's also on 1070 The Fan in Indianapolis. Four years he played under Bobby Knight at Indiana University. But the one thing you may not know about this guy, he is a huge Chicago Cubs fan. And we are joined by Dan Dockich, the former head basketball coach, at Bowling Green University, taking some time here as our guest conductor. Dan, welcome to the Friendly Confines with Chad and Ryan. Well, you got that right, man. I thank you for having me. I am a massive Cup fan. As I always say, you know, as you get older, you start, you know, you got friends in coaching, so I root for my friends. But the only teams that I live and die with are my son or daughter's teams and the Cubs. And uh, that started in 1969. It's never let up. Well, it is, uh, it's great to talk some Cubs baseball with you. And, uh, Dan, let me ask you and start with this. If you were to pick a word to describe this 2019 season, what word would you use to describe the Chicago Cubs in 2019? <laughs> um, I was going to say dysfunctional. And I don't think that necessarily is, is the right word. Topsy turvy, um, unkept. Um, it's just such an up and down deal that you know you're like, oh man, they stink. No, they're really good. No, they got great pitching. No, they don't. Bullpen stinks. No, it's pretty good. Wait, um, it's just been it's 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 really a topsy turvy uh, team. It, it, it is. There's been no real. I don't know how you guys feel, but but there's been no real. 
line of demarcation where you know this is how they're going to be for two weeks in a row or three weeks in a row or a month in a row. They're just going to play a certain way. Sometimes they don't hit. Sometimes they hit. Sometimes the starting pitching looks damn good, and sometimes it does. Sometimes the relief looks awful, and sometimes it's all right. So I, it's been a topsy-turvy year up and down, man. Crazy. Yeah, it really has. So when you look at this roster or at least the performance on the field, do you kind of sway more towards – Team Madden, as far as you, you can't put the blame on Joe, or do you sway towards team front office with Judd and Theo and say it's it's really on Madden, not on the front office? You know, that's interesting where you, where you put it. It's easy to put it on Joe because he does unconventional things, right? I mean, we like convention. Like, we like Kessinger, Beckert, uh, Williams, and Banks, and Hickman, and, you know, and every day, and Joe all of a sudden's got, you know, he's got Rizzo leading off. No way Schwarber's leading off. No way Kemp's going to, you know, um, so it's easy, but I would say this. I think if you look at Joe's track record, he's been phenomenal wherever he's been. And I, I would rather have nobody, truthfully, than Joe Madden managing a team that I root for. And I would rather have nobody other than Theo Epstein and Jeb Hoyer. So I'm kind of torn, right? I mean, to me, um, there's a lot of people, let's put it this way, that I know that have died, including my father, that never got to see a Cubs win a World Series. And I always said, man, if you're the manager or the GM that wins the World Series, you get a lifetime contract in my book. So I'm a little, I'm a little torn um, because I really, really like both of them in their positions. I just wish, you know, they could, you know, can't we all just get along and, and let's move this thing forward is, is how I look at it. So I, if, gun to head, I would say I'm probably Team Madden, but that's probably just the former coach in me. Sure. Sure. Well, and, and we're talking with Dan Dockich of ESPN and, of course, Big Ten Network, and you can find him on 1070 The Fan in Indianapolis, also on Twitter, at Dan Dockich. Of course, makes it pretty easy to find him there. Uh, so, Dan, with that being said, because a lot of people are saying that short of a World Series appearance, this is it for Joe Madden, which I'm on board with you. I, I think the man should get a lifetime contract. There should be a statue of Madden built out in front of Wrigley one day. And and to think that this guy is going to get less years as a Cubs manager than Ozzie Guillen got as manager of the White Sox, to me, is absolutely mind-boggling if, if it ends up being the way that it does, that the Cubs don't make the World Series. And, and it's going to be disappointing, and, and it's going to be upsetting. I, I And to your point, who else... Would you want in that role other than Joe Madden if he is not the manager next year? Uh, that's what I, you know what, it's funny you say that because two things come to mind as you're talking about that. One, be careful what you wish for, right? I mean, I, I, I live by two models. Be careful what you wish for. No good deed goes unpunished. And I'm telling you, you got to be careful what you wish for if you're wishing Joe Madden out or if you're wishing Theo out. And to your point, well, okay, who are you going to get? You know, I mean, is Joe Girardi a better manager? Is, is, is David Ross, you know, he never managed. I mean, are you going to put this group of talent in the hands of somebody that's never managed? Look, to me, I, I always say this. Adults can sit down and discuss and get it figured out. Now, it may take a room full of broken glass. It may take some swearing. It may take who knows. But I'm successful. You're successful. We we're on the same team ultimately somehow some way the best of the best got to be able to figure it out is how is how i look at it but again i'm i'm totally with you i caution be careful what you wish for man because yeah. let's be honest joe's joe's record hey let 
anybody that can do what, what he and Andrew Friedman did in Tampa Bay and then come over to the Cubs and get a World Series is all right by me. I like him as my manager. Yeah, absolutely. Now, this may be the pessimist in me, Dan, but are you – uh, on the train yet where you may have conceded the NL Central to the Cardinals and kind of putting your focus on the wild card, or do you still feel like the Cubs have a, uh, a, a strong shot of still being the outright winner of the NL Central? Look, I was the kid when the Cubs were 20 out in June that sat there and said, oh, man, if they can go on a five-game winning streak or – you know, I was the guy when they were 10 out every September of my lifetime. I was the guy saying, hey, golly, if they can, hey, look, win this series, <laughs> pick up two games. So, no, I'm all in. I'm, hey, look, I will never, ever, ever, for a variety of reasons, one is the rivalry, two is the hell I catch from John Beeline, who was the Michigan coach. Now he's the coach of the Cavaliers and a huge Cardinal fan. I will never acquiesce to the Cardinals until uh, wild card my backside until it's done we got a chance i'm all in on the i'm all in on winning the division i am all right i gotta i gotta change my thinking then because i don't know i i feel like they're <laughs> you know because because right now for me the magic number to at least win the division i have to think is around 92 93 and if the cubs right. have to get there they have to go at least about 17 and 6 18 and 5 at that point and there's nothing that i have seen so far this season, other than the early stretch that they had in April, that they are going to duplicate that kind of feat. So I guess that's that's where I'm coming from. Plus, the Cardinals, I guess, are playing so well right now. But to your point, they play the Cardinals seven times down the stretch here, and I think that could sway this division in one direction or the other. Yeah, I was always taught uh, this time of year, look at the loss comp. Don't worry about anything but the loss comp. Two games out in the loss comp. you got a bunch against the Cardinals. Don't like the fact that Kimbrough uh, has gone on the IR. I don't like that at all. Um, having said that, the one thing I do like, and this is something that in coaching, you know, every coach will tell you, you never want to be short on talent. And I don't think the Cubs are short on talent. They may be short on bullpen talent, which is fatal. It's a fatal flaw. There's no question. And some of my degenerate friends that bet the Cubs over uh, 92 and a half or 91 and I can't remember. They, they, they said the Cubs got to go 17 and five. Uh, maybe that was before uh, they beat the tar out of the uh, uh, Brewers the other day. But 17 and five was kind of the number that we were talking about as well. And um, I don't know. I, 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 I don't know. But I do know this. There isn't. There isn't a lack of ability, you know. There just isn't. You don't, you're not trying to scrap this out with third-team all-conference guys, you know. You, you're not. You've got arguably the most dynamic player in the league in Baez, you know, former MVP in, in Rizzo, or excuse me, in Bryant. you got a guy who could have been MVP in Rizzo. you, you got a lot of talent. So I'll t- I, I, that gives them a chance. Let me put it that way. Dan, I'll put you on the spot here. When this is all said and done and we're in the month of October – how far do you think this team will get? Oh. <laughs> oh. oh, I hate the wild card, right? Yeah, because it's one in one in uh, adios, and and um, I'm going to say this. I, let me say I'll, I'll go this right. If the Cubs can can win the division, if the Cubs can win the division, I, I've got them going and battling like crazy down the stretch uh, in the NLCS, and, and, and I don't know that they can get through that. I, I don't know that the bullpen's strong enough, um, but. If they don't, I mean, 
let's be honest, you're, you're one, you know, button a bloop away from the season ending in a freaking wild card game. But I'm going to say, I'm going to say NLCS. Just, I'm going to say it because my wife, just the other day, sports gambling became legal in Indiana. She immediately ran to the sports book, put $100 down on the Cubs to win the World Series. So I got to put all, push all things forward. <laughs> that's a smart woman right there. There you go. That's, yeah. Uh, that's good stuff. Right? You married a good one there, Dan. Dan Dockich, the host of the Dan Dockich Show on 1070 The Fan in Indianapolis. Also, you can, of course, see him during the college basketball season at ESPN and the Big Ten Network. Dan, thank you so much for joining us here on the Friendly Confines. We would love to catch up with you down the line should this Cubs season continue in the postseason. Thanks again, man. We'd love to uh, have you on again. Oh, man, it is totally my pleasure. I'm, I'm really thankful you guys asked. It's been fun. Thank you. You got it, Dan. Take care. Our thanks to Dan Dockage. Of course, you can find him on Twitter at Dan Dockage. He's the host of the Dan Dockage Show on 1070 The Fan in Indianapolis, ESPN. Of course, always you can find him during the Big Ten college basketball season as well, calling games on ESPN. And, of course, you can find Chad on Twitter at Cubs Confines. You can find me as well on Twitter at Ryan D. Lever. Always excited to hear from the fans and our listeners about what we can do better to increase the listenership and what you want to hear on the podcast. And, of course, you can always find us at the Chicago Cubs Friendly Confines Cubs Facebook page. Make sure you join the page. Fun, thriving community. Um, great place to, to find out uh, about Cubs tickets, uh, upcoming games, matchups, postgame, and just fun, fun, positive Cubs Post. And of course, let's not forget our friends at Elite Cub Fans, their Facebook page. We are the official podcast of that page. Love those so guys. They have been tremendous to us, so we always appreciate them sharing our podcast on their page. That's Elite Cub Fans, and you can check them out on Facebook only for the most elite Cub fans out there. Eighth inning now, Chad, and the Cubs, as we mentioned, in San Diego this week. This is kind of your home series. You're in your adopted hometown now of San Diego, where you've been living for the last several years. So what are you most looking forward to seeing this week from your beloved Chicago Cubs? I am just like you said, I, I, I'm, I'm here. I'm able to drive into my own car. I'm able to bring in uh, local Cubs fan buddies that, that live here in the, in the area. Um, this will be my, my 18th to, through 21st game of the year. As you know, I've got Cubs season tickets both at Mesa and at Wrigley. And what I'm most excited about is – you know, the, the Padres are playing for pride, and, and also the Padres' front office is playing for a high draft pick. And so this four-game set in San Diego could be just what the doctor ordered if the Cubs can use this sunny weather and, and, and a great ballpark to right this ship. Um, but it's always a beautiful thing to come out here as a true fan and, uh, and see the Cubs right you know come to you and uh and i'm excited for the prospects of what this next four games could all be. right two quick questions where are you sitting because I, I know you always have great seats and two what's the ratio of cubs fans to padres fans at the beautiful petco park it, it's interesting so the very first game that chris bryant played at petco as a pro because i also i went to grad school at university of san diego so they always have a big event and that's tomorrow night they have a big event usd alumni event and chris bryant's very first swing um, in Petco Park was a bomb home run to left field. That was his rookie of the year campaign. And so Petco Park erupted. Um, what I would share from a ratio standpoint, probably a quarter to half, because a lot of the, the, the Padre fans have, have checked out, um, I, you know, probably more closer to half. And, and what you'll find is the Cubs fans are just more excited, more eager, and uh, a lot of displaced fans, a lot of fans that grew up watching the Cubs on, on WGN. I will be um, 
we had pretty good seats. I'll be over by the uh, the Padres on deck circle, um, and not not boastful. I've got a, a really great friend of mine who has season tickets, and they're fabulous. And once I moved out here, uh, Scott Blanchard has basically said, uh, "Hey, when the Cubs are in town, tickets are yours." So I get them at the first of the season. So it's a nice little perk of being out here. Um, one of my uh, great perks of the great company that I work for. There you go. All right, ninth inning now, and if the Cubs are going to contend. For a playoff spot, they got to be able to hold off these teams that are really playing red hot right now. I'm not even talking about the NL Central. I'm talking about yeah. the wild card right now, and namely the Philadelphia Phillies and the Arizona Diamondbacks, who are both on the tail. And now we have the Milwaukee Brewers, who have still are still on the tail of the Chicago Cubs as well. So there are three teams right now that, in my opinion, Chad, are the most dangerous right now for the Cubs because they're playing red-hot baseball, that being Arizona. The Phillies are starting to catch a little fire as well. And the Brewers just seem to be lingering. They just keep sticking around. And we saw kind of what happened last year with the Brewers. So are you more concerned about catching the Cardinals or more concerned about hanging on to the NL wild card? Because for me, it's hanging on to the wild card. Ron, I think that's, that's a perfect assessment, a perfect assessment, assessment of the threats and, and what to look for over the next couple of weeks. But I'm going to stick to what I shared with you before, and it's this. I think it's division title or bust. I honestly don't think it's, I think it's going to come down to that last 10 games, the seven games against the Cardinals. The Cubs are either going to win the title or they're going to play themselves out right out of the playoffs. All right. Well, let's see how it shapes up this week. Chad, you're our on-site reporter for the week. I know you'll be giving us some great <laughs> updates from the game. That is going to do it for this edition of the Friendly Confines. For Chad, I'm Ryan. Let's go, Cubs. Keep it moving. See you, see you at the ballpark, everybody. just a game for I've seen other teams and it's never the same when you're born in Chicago you're blessed and you're a field the first time you walk into Wrigley